to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to the, I was going to say the Minnesota Football Show. No, today's I Know, uh, episode 270. I just listened to the most recent Minnesota Football Show, so I have that on, on the brain. So welcome to the Names I Know, episode 270. As I mentioned, uh, we have the regular crew here. Uh, MJ, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing moderately okay. Are you, are, have you recovered from your 2-2 draw from earlier today? Yeah. I okay. I am in the process of recovering from the fact that we could not win and beat a team named Leicester. Yeah, I mean to be fair, That's... Pickford made a save on a penalty, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, and Jess, Jess, how are you doing? Well. Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, let's dive in. We got a couple of games to talk about, uh, so we don't want to uh, dick around here. Uh, Open Cup match happened this past. Tuesday in Detroit, the Loons uh, took a, a pretty rotated squad to Detroit City uh, and beat the Detroit City FC uh, three to one in Detroit. Uh, Yay! Loons, yeah, we're we survive in advance basically. Um, fifth minute goal from uh, Detroit City gets the game going. Yazi Matthews, a South African player, um, their only other goal scorer of the season, uh, was scored by him also in an open cup match. Um, I didn't see what they, if they how they did this weekend, but they had not scored a single game, a single goal in the USL championship, which they currently reside in last place. So uh, this was a terrible giveaway from the Loons, specifically Luis Amaria at the top of the box. Uh, there was some good passing, and then Matthews uh, slots it home off of the corner, off the crossbar, not the crossbar, off the post um, by Clint Irwin, who was starting a goal for Dane St. Clair um, to give uh, Detroit City the lead. At one nothing in the fifth minute, and at that point, pretty much, I think we were all we were all at the blackout watching the game. And I think we all just started laughing because it was kind of pretty much spot on par for the yeah. course for Minnesota. So, yeah, it was so early in the game, <laughs> so early, and as soon as the tournament happened, it looked like ping pong on meth. You know, bing, 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 in. You know? Like pinball. It totally yeah. looked like pinball. That's exactly sure. how I felt about that goal. It was like it just dropped in the bucket before I even knew what was happening. It was just, yeah, oddly, like, and then I had PTSD, you know, because it was like, oh, the shame, the embarrassment, the, the fucks I have not left to give. And... Then we turned it around. So let's talk about that part. We did. Um, first half ended. I should say about three minutes after this, um, Luis Amaria had a sitter, a wide open net right in front of goal that he managed to uh, miss, which was fun. Kept the game at one nothing going into halftime. Uh, second half, 
Luis Amaria, um, again, was another really good opportunity that went wide. But then Minnesota basically decided to show up for six minutes. Uh, yeah. Franco Fragapane, Franco Fragapane playing in the 10 roll, scored a goal, a really nice goal, actually, in the 60th minute. Uh, the 63rd minute, Emmanuel. With sorry, his go left ahead. foot. With his left foot. He's 63rd. a right footed player. He's an inverted left winger who likes to come in from the left onto his right foot and shoot. He was in a situation where it benefited him to move the ball to his left foot to open up the pass, the shooting lane, and it worked. Yep. Uh, and then three minutes later, Emmanuel Iwe gets his first uh, professional uh, MLS uh, first-team goal. He's got a couple of goals in the MLS Next Pro, um, which was a deflection off a defender. Um, that's the eventually game winner. 64th minute, we have some subs. Uh, Song Ben Jung comes on for Emmanuel Iwe um, right after the goal. Um, Bongi comes on for Cameron Dunbar. Uwe's goal also with his left foot. <laughs> and then in the 66th minute, uh, Amari iced the game with a goal, uh, a poacher's goal, basically. Good for him to get on the score sheet. I say 77th minute, Tani Olosei uh, comes on for Amaria. We'll talk about him in a little bit. And that's pretty much how the game ends. Detroit City had one, uh, one more good opportunity to try and bring it back to 3-2. I believe this is like in the 83rd or 84th minute. But basically, um, you know, Minnesota uh, played a, a particularly bad match. They had about five to six minutes of, of pretty decent play. Um, they were giving the ball away. Detroit actually had more possession. I believe it was 52-48 in terms of possession in this That's game. That's right where we want them, Ziller. That's right uh, where we want them. Just a, a really a really bad match from the Loons. Uh, Padel Ford, who uh, MLS Next Pro uh uh, homegrown player uh, had it started in this game, had a particularly bad game. He had several giveaways right at the top of Minnesota's 18 um, that you know led to really good Detroit City chances. He's he's young, I believe he's only 19, he's 18 20, or 19, maybe 20. 20 young kid from, yeah, from Woodbury, but yeah, he had a, a particularly rough game, and so hopefully you know he gets the, his footing back with the the uh, doubloons. And when next time he's up here playing a game, he's, he has a, a better game. Loons draw Philly, Philadelphia Union in the fourth round. That match will be taking place at home next Tuesday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. Um, Jess, I know you had some uh, hot or not from this game. So, um, game we all got to watch in person together. At yeah, Blackheart, so it was like a us, reunion. <laughs> give, us, give us your hot, uh, your hot or not review. Okay, so um, hot, scoring multiple goals, hot, winning, hot, not being a total embarrassment to the MLS, and I have just one not hot. No one has yet to explain anything about the cum gutter statue to me. So boo to all you Detroit natives who did not explain the artistic value of the cum gutter man. Thank you. I think cum gutter man is the name of the podcast for this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, MJ, anything else from this game? That I mean, there, there's not much to take away. I I, I was gonna say something about Adrian Heath's post game 
quotes about this game, but I did that on Twitter. I don't. We don't need to rehash it for the podcast. We 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 don't. Um, yeah. I I will say this. It will be interesting with drawing the Philadelphia Union. They have MLS games. They have CONCACAF Champions League games. They have injuries, and it will be interesting to look at who they bring to Minnesota. And as several people have pointed out, a couple of their youth development players that would be maybe on their B squad could easily start for Minnesota United, like are better than a couple of their B players are are better than some of our starters. So uh, it will be interesting who they bring and it will be interesting how Minnesota United prepares for them. And to be honest, who does Minnesota United start in this game? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that more next week, obviously. Um, however, yeah. they Just are out for next week. Yeah. You know? So Philly, Philly has CONCACAF Champions League this week, um, I believe on Wednesday. Uh, they're in L.A. So presumably they're going to run out a first team for that. Um, and depending on how they do, that, that game, I believe, is at 1-1 right now with uh, LAFC having the away goal. So Philadelphia needs to play a pretty good squad to win that game to make it to the CCL final. Um, and I'm not sure if this was mentioned on the uh, post-loon show on uh, – uh, soda soccer or um maybe on 55-1 or not 55-1 um minnesota football show so it kind of i mean it depends like jim Curtin has options as you mentioned to play young kids who are going to be good um who would you know actually start on most or not maybe most but a lot of mls teams um yeah. they could also it, it is like tuesday so there will be in, in minnesota we'll obviously do some rotation as well so we'll talk about that as next week when we sort of preview the game as well so teaser <laughs> that's what the, that's what they call that in the biz. All right, let's jump in then to talk about the game that happened yesterday, last night, late last night actually, um, an eight twenty five p.m. kickoff. Thank you very much, Fox Sports One. Um, you're <laughs> awesome. Um, and in the, probably the most predictable Minnesota United match ever, Loons zero, uh, FC Dallas zero. So I didn't even really put fucking notes in for this game. Um, MJ, I know you. I I listened to you talk about the sort of soccer podcast. Anything that you really wanted to highlight from there uh, about this? There was that match? one. There was that one run from Lude after they moved him back to the central midfield, and they sub Sangbin off, and they moved Lude back to the center midfield, and I think Fragapani moved up to to left wing. So, yeah, this is like like the seventy. Or 80th minute, something like that. 80 first. Yeah, I think they already minute. had. Yeah, the, the, and they had already changed to a 4 4 2, and things were mm-hmm. looking better in the attack. And Lude gets this run, and there were a couple accidental, like, touches to his benefit. Like, it maybe went off somebody else's foot, and he still gets it, but it looks like he's dribbling by three guys all on his own. Um, there was, I think, a one accidental, oh, I still got it. And I probably <laughs> should have, like, they kicked it right back to him. But, but, the, it just goes maybe six inches. Yeah, he drags foot, it just wide. A, a foot w- wide right of, of, of the net. Um, there were other really good chances like Amaria with a through ball to Bongi. Uh, Amaria on the weak side off of um, that uh, Pais got the, their keeper got went from his left over to his right 
to save on Amaria. That's not Amaria's fault. That's by standing on his head. So, um, but yeah, chances, lots of chances, and and nothing to show for it. Chances, so many chances. Yeah, seventeen shots total, I believe, eight on target. Um, and you're right, Pace had to make a couple of good saves, but a lot of those shots were Fongi scuffing the ball right at right at the goalkeeper for Dallas. And literally all you had to do was like basically turn over, bend down. We had a couple of Alexi Gomez skyball specials too. Bongi had one of those. Yeah. He had, he had, speaking of that sort of that Almeria or that, sorry, that Robin Lude run, Bongi had a run like that too uh, in the first half coming towards yeah. the Wonderwall where he basically, the ball pink kind of ping ponged off of, or, you know, pinballed off a couple of players and he just kept running and, uh, and again, skied it into the, uh, skied it into the Wonderwall. So, I mean, same. Same fucking story as as every every match. Just finishing, you know, we're we're decent at you know creating, and then we just absolutely cannot finish whatsoever. Um, and you know what that that's what a game like this against a, a, a relatively stout defensive team Dallas is. I, they I mean they rotated most of their back line, um, which you know you think they would be in some sort of not be able to sort of. When we do that, we have communication problems. Um, every other team does that when they come against Minnesota. Minnesota continues to have communication problems. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, DJ Taylor looked really good shutting down Jesus Ferreira. I don't believe Ferreira had a shot on net or on target. I think he maybe had one shot. Um, there was one. T- there was one early, like say late in the first half where Ferreira was called for offside, where he just kind of he kind of lost it. I think he, you know to the point where he was just really frustrated with the, the defensive trap, you know, the, the, the offside trap that Minnesota had set for him. So um, they did a really good job of taking, of taking, uh, you know, their best striker out of the game. You know, he has what five goals on the season. So um, he didn't, like I said, he didn't sniff the goal at all in this match. And because Minnesota United is predominantly atheist team, they're always looking to shut down Jesus on Sunday. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Michael Boxel had a really good game. I think um, Miguel Tapias has been the sort of the signing of the season. Uh, that guy has been yep. incredible in this so yeah. far. Um, and Boxel up. covered Tapias's ass a couple times really he did. well. He did. He also he, he also saved a goal from going in. Like I was say, Dallas probably should have won this game. <laughs> covered St. Clair's ass once too. And so what I like is yes, Tapias is looking good, but more like you're seeing a, that sort of defining role of Tapias being allowed to be the more attacking defender, Boxall covering his ass, being the defensive defender, and that teamwork and chemistry improving, which I think is right. good. Also, Lude and Sangbin, yeah. their chemistry looks like it's improving. Right. So, yeah, so let's, so we can briefly talk about Sangbin um, because, in you know, in the formation that the team put out, <laughs> Four two three one, right? So, uh, with Songbin as the ten, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of uh, Twitter discourse today about whether Songbin was actually a ten. Um, <laughs> is he playing more as a as a, a sort of a He's second more striker? Like a Nine point five. <laughs> um, he clearly, you know, he clearly he's for some reason is insistent on. And I think we just need to get over this, like the fact that you know, if Songbin's out there, he's gonna be play. He's gonna play more as a second striker. Um, and they're going to play more as a four-four-two uh, than they are as a uh, a four-two-three-one. Now, I'd be interested to see Fragapane 
get a run out starting at the 10. Um, yeah. That seems to be a, a role that he could be suited for. And then that begs the question of, do you, you know, who, who is, who's the odd man out there, right? Almeria started up top again. Um, he started against Detroit, scored the goal. Um, he went with uh, the hot hand. Mender Garcia got, uh, came on late, um, possibly could have had a, a, a red card and a, a dog for a dog. So infraction late, late, late in the game. Um, but the, so the, I mean, the options there basically are if you, if you run Fraga out as the 10 and, and play, really play that four, two, three, one, you could either have Song Bin Jong up top um, and Amaria and Mender on the bench. Um, you could put uh, Song Bin on the left um, with Bongi taking up a bench spot or on the right with Lude getting a, a rest. Um, you know, there are options there for, for Minnesota to rotate, especially to rotate um, players. Bongi has been really great this season. I think his finishing leaves a lot to be desired. The kid, I mean, that dude was running so fucking hard know, in the, in the 95th like... minute. And Amarillo picked him out a few times. He, yep. he did his hold up thing and actually got passes off. And some of those yeah. passes, I don't know how he yeah. saw because they went through about three different people across the... over to Bongi and, and then he shanks it. So yeah, Bongi needs to go to striker camp. And I would say if we insist on the four two three one and we're trying Fraga at the ten, that we put Bongi on the left, Lude on the right, and Sangbin up top. Or hear me out, you switch Lude and Sangbin. You try Sangbin on the right wing and put Lude up at the, at, at the nine at the at the striker spot. But no, I, so that's why I say there's if you're gonna do that, you have that gives you a lot of of options for rotation um, to get different combinations on the pitch um which is completely new and different to be fair i mean yeah the, the problem the problem is we have a, a manager who, who likes to you know he plays he, he likes to have a, a starting 11 and keep and play them and play them and play them until you know one somebody tears something right. in their in their hamstring or whatever and they're out for you know six months eight months or whatever so or forever so we'll, you know we'll, we'll see if it actually happens but I mean, it'd be interesting to see to see um, to see what Fragapana can do, you know, at that ten. I, I mean, I wouldn't actually even be surprised if if he, you know, or I think it would be good if you know in this upcoming match against Vancouver, if you have Fragapana out there and maybe you give Sangbin Zhang a rest. I mean, that dude has played a lot of soccer over the course of the last you know two weeks, For three sure. weeks basically without having you know with, with you know having having not had played a bunch, so. You definitely need to give these guys some some rest and in, in, in rotation. Like I said, Minnesota has different pieces for different formations. Again, we, you know, the problem is, is we keep, you know, we're so people are so very um, snake bitten by Adrian Heath and, and by the things that he's done and the things that he said um, and the things that he says after games that we're, we all get very, you know, pissy, if you will, about about things. And you know, what are you talking about, David? We we on this podcast have never gotten pissy about Adrian Heath. What are you? This is nonsense. Yeah, I know, I know. So I know, maybe it's just me. So, uh, anyways, all right. So let's. Uh, do we have some uh some Freddie Adu's for for we let's say for the week, including the Detroit City game, if you want to, um, bag on somebody or talk someone up for, for that. <gasps> Okay, I have some. Okay, go ahead, Jess. Okay, so 
my Freddie adieu question mark unknown good adieu bad adieu I feel like when Dunbar's on the field he's invisible I never hear his name I never see him participating and maybe I'm Dunbar blind this is a possibility but um I don't I have I have zero feelings about him I feel like he's the invisible man so that's my unsure do. So it's more of like a Freddie, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I like that. <laughs> so clever. Um, also, I was thinking about Bongi, right? Because like kid was just running his balls off, but he can't, if he can't finish, then I'm like, relax a bit, dude. Like, <laughs> so. I, I say Bongi is like, he looks insane out there. Just the way he's giving his all and like all over the field. Um, but was like particularly frustrating to watch him not finish in the Dallas game. Yeah, I agree. MJ? I'm, I'm going to give two good Freddy Adus for a change and zero shitty Freddy Adus. I'm giving a... Open Cup, Freddie Adu, good Freddie Adu to Emmanuel Uwe, mm -hmm. former St. Cloud State, former Joy Athletic player. And uh, I thought he looked really sharp in the Open Cup. I'm going to give a good Freddie Adu in the Dallas game to Robin Lude. Mm -hmm. He handled playing right wing and center midfield well. He looked really sharp in the combination play he was trying to do with Amaria, with Sangbin. And top. even that one by himself, where he just like right, left, right, lefted yeah. towards goal. So those are my two good Freddie Adus. I'm trying to be more of a positive Peter and less of a negative Nathan. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, Robin Lude looked really good in that game, you know, outside of scoring the goal. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to give it, to the defense, um, both Tapias and Boxall. Yes. Both played yes. really, really well. And they have been, I don't think they've gotten there, except we talked about them, Tapias being the uh, the signing, so far the signing of the season. So uh, we shall see. So um, Jess just dropped off the call. So we're going to, here she comes. So I'll, I'll, I'll vamp for a little bit here. So yeah, except Boxall, Tapias are, are the guys I, I want for the good Friday. Jess. Actually, we just lost Jess again. So, all right. We'll get her hot or not from Dallas when she comes back. Let's jump in. Um, Can we handle my have... big question? Which is which is your big question? Um, if Minnesota United does ever start a 4-4-2 oh, okay. or two up top, who are your starting two up top? If Minnesota does a 4-4-2, uh, I think – well, here's – that's a good question. Who are who do you think who do we think the best two up top would be, or who do we think the loons would could would feasibly play up top? Because no, no, not who not who Heath puts in the four four. You are the manager of Minnesota United. You are now trotting out a four four two. Who are your two starting loons? Up top? I mean, if you're gonna do the best two up top, it's it's Lude and Song Ben. Yes, you know you put you put uh, uh, Fraga. Uh, on the left, Bongi on the right, and, and yeah. with you know a trap and trap and Ariaga, or you know 
Ariaga and Rosales, and and then you fucking go, man. That's if you want the best two. Now, who do I think reasonably he could do would be I, I would like to see uh, Mender Garcia and Song Bin Zhang up top with Lude on the right, Bongi on the left, and then yeah, that that midfield of Trap, Ariaga, or Rosales. That's my first choice right there. Yeah. That's my first choice, not because I think it's more likely, but I I like. Lude facilitating more on the right and getting Mender and Sang Bin a chance to increase their chemistry like Lude and Sang Bin have gotten. Yeah. Jess, do you have any opinions on this? Mm, those both seem like good choices. Hmm. I don't know that I I don't know that I know enough about a 442 to would would you have Luis Luis Amaria as one of your two. No. Okay. So I think you're you're in agreement with David in, yeah. in yeah. that regard. Well let's get to it then. Uh striker or not striker, what did you find hot or not, Jess? Well this match was hot if like you're into Minnesota sports edging where like <laughs> you're like oh we're gonna get a goal oh we're not oh we're gonna get a goal oh we're not and like you're still hanging and if that's your damn then this was a really hot uh, so close Jess <laughs> that's so let's, close uh, let's not kink shame the tens of listeners that we have you're into edging <laughs> that's totally anyone. totally you yeah um it's it's but see my hot take and my other hot take is a not hot take which is what the fuck happened to Dallas's kits. They have like grass stain green smoke effects on their white jerseys. And I swear to God, every minute I was like, oh, did that guy go down? He's got like grass stains on him. Nope, just the kit. It's just how it's supposed to look. Yeah. So so I think we talked about it when we talked about the, the season preview. That is an homage to their uh Dallas burn kits um it's ugly it, it's it's a terrible terrible homage and i think we've mentioned that as i think i mentioned that as being possibly the worst kid in mls the worst new kid in mls this year so uh, yeah, MJ, I I thoughts. Bad for them having to wear it i know what happens if jess gets a hold of those kids she's gonna burn them <laughs> i'll show you the burn kit revamp a, a dallas a dallas burn uh all right moving on minnesota united fc2 so we're not the only the, the big team is not the only team that's in a kind of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say death spiral, but a spiral nonetheless. Um, a funk, David. It's just a funk. We a can funk. get out of this funk. Trying to be awesome. a positive Peter here. The, the Loons played their fifth game in a row to start the season on the road. They went down to Austin and they drew with Austin FC2 one to one, but they ended up losing the match in penalty kicks for the extra point, uh, six to five. So the Loons do get a point, um, which I'm, believe that means they have 10 points uh to start the season i think they're currently sitting in third or fourth place uh in the western conference and mls next pro which is pretty good two points a game considering for a team that started um has played their first five games on the road um diago pacheco the portuguese uh player for loons two he scored the loons uh lone goal he's tied atop the mls next pro golden boot race so this uh, Loons two team, obviously getting um, you know a little bit of help from the from the the main squad, but they're also playing a ton <laughs> of kids from the academy as well. Um, I think I believe they're the most recent Sound of the Loons podcast. 
Cam Knowles, the manager of the MLS Next Pro team, was on and talked about how they've already given more um, matches to academy kids than uh, they did all of last year. So the U19 program, so we're starting to see, hopefully, starting to see some of that um, academy work that, you know, when, but two, was it two years ago when Minnesota sort of like just like re, like relaunched their academy stuff? Um, I think we're starting to hopefully to start to see some of that uh, come to fruition. Um, but a tough, a tough, you know, uh, penalty shootout loss, um, but a draw for the loons uh, down in Austin. So, and the home opener is this Sunday, May 7th, up at the Nessie um, at 7 p.m. against the Chicago Fire 2 team. And I believe uh, you can still get season tickets for that for like five bucks a game um, up, at the, up in the Nessie. Um, I'm sure there'll be single game tickets as well if you want to, to go check out uh, the doubloons. All right. Other United news. So there's quite a bit of other United news stuff. So the Loons, uh, on, was it uh, was it Friday or Saturday of this week? They announced that they um, are loaning Tane Oloshei. Uh, we've mentioned him uh, and playing, getting some minutes against Detroit City coming on as a sub. Uh, they loan, are loaning him to San Antonio FC uh, for the rest of the season. He... Uh, was hurt last year. He was playing some backup minutes for the the main team here. Um, he could have he could have gone down to the MLS Next Pro team and and you know probably played a bunch of minutes. But uh, they wanted to give him some time in the USL Championship. San Antonio FC is a is a really good team in the USL Championship. And there's a couple of former loons down there in Corey Hayes and I believe Nico Hansen plays for San Antonio as well. I think so. So, so yeah. So. Um, We'll have to check out and see if uh, if San Antonio is coming to Ford Madison at all. Maybe uh, maybe go to a Ford Madison game. So um, they do have an option to recall him if you know they get an injury bug or something like that. But that's is good. Hopefully he gets some playing time down there, um, plays as a striker um, or a winger for a USL Championship side and get some get some good minutes. So so that's good good for him. Good for the kid. Uh, all right, League Cup details were finally announced. This is the tournament between MLS and uh, League MX teams that's taking place in July and uh, early August. Their leagues are both, M- the League MX and MLS are taking a break from their respective leagues and playing this um, you know, World Cup style tournament. Minnesota has two games in this tournament, guaranteed. They're hosting both Puebla and Chicago Fire. Uh, they host Puebla on Sunday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. at Allianz Field. And then on Thursday, July 27th at 7.30, they host the Chicago Fire. Um, Puebla and Chicago Fire play a game. I think they play the following Sunday. Um, or maybe they play the f- Thursday before. I can't remember exactly where the where the games line up. But those are the three teams, uh, Loons, Puebla, and Chicago Fire in the group. Uh, top two teams from the group make it out to the knockout round. Uh, which starts the week after that. So, um, so yeah, so guarantee two games, hopefully at least three in this uh, League's Cup tournament. So, and just, just a remem- reminder, uh, CCL spots are available. Um, I believe there's some prize money for this tournament. So um, this also coincides with the Gold Cup. So Minnesota United will more than likely be relatively shorthanded for this, uh, for this match, including uh, Rosales, Ariaga, Dane St. Clair, all being out, um, presumably playing for their uh, Kamar Lawrence potentially playing for their national teams in the Gold Cup. So, should be interesting. 
Uh, slightly related United news, Azeel Jackson, remember him from ML, from uh, the doubloons last year uh, and a trade to St. Louis City over the winter. He was getting looks from Bundesliga teams. Um, he actually came on and scored, I think, two goals in their in the St. Louis City's win uh, in their Open Cup match. Um, that was reported by, uh, I think it was Manuel Veff, a, a connected Bundesliga uh, reporter. So interesting. Um, I, don't, I believe Minnesota has a sell-on percentage for Azeel Jackson. So if he does get sold to a Bundesliga team, Minnesota will reap some of the benefits of that. But, you know, it would have been cool if they could have just uh, kept all of that money. Um, it's neither here nor there. And then finally, Emmanuel Reynoso news. So this actually, I didn't hear about this till after I got home from the game yesterday. Uh, but apparently it's announced during the game, Taylor Twelman brought it up on the Apple broadcast that uh, uh, apparently Mark Watson has been in Argentina. Uh, in April to talk with Reynoso. Uh, apparently, this is around mid-April. They met face-to-face. Uh, the team bought him plane tickets, uh, I believe, on at least two occasions to fly back to Minnesota. They thought he was coming back. And at least, you know, I, I, for sure, at least one. I, I've heard, I've seen two two times in, in other places, but one, one time guaranteed. Um, and Reynoso just no-showed on his plane ticket, so he did not get on the plane. Uh, so, Presumably, the team knows why he is uh, not coming back to Minnesota, um, assuming that he, you know, him and Watson had a, a, a heart-to-heart. Um, they did meet face-to-face, so you would hope that that was the case. Um, it's interesting. This is interesting news to drop. Clearly, the team leaked this to uh, Taylor Twelman, or, or somebody who leaked this to Taylor Twelman. I you know, tend to believe it's probably someone from the team. It's probably good because clearly supporters are, are, are understandably frustrated with the lack of information. Um, it sounds like, I mean, clearly sounds like Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, the locker room has sort of moved beyond Reynoso and that's good. They, you know, the, the, the locker room clearly, you know, at least, you know, they're playing a, a, a different um, brand of soccer. It's, you know, can't decide better or worse right now. Obviously um, we've had the highs and the lows of that with yeah. Reynoso gone. Um, but clearly, the, the, you know, the players in the locker room, and I believe Dane St. Clair was asked a question about it. And, you know, he, I think his quotes were great, basically saying, you know, he's not here. You know, we're playing like he's not here. And if he comes back, great, but he's going to have to get up to speed and, and everything. So um, so I don't think it's a, I don't think it's causing any sort of rift with the team, which is great. That You know, I think the front office has handled this as, about as good as they can. And clearly, I think they're getting frustrated with Reynoso and, I'm guessing this is a prelude to, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, either void the contract uh, or figure out what he needs in terms of transferring him to somebody else to get, you know, to clear him from their books and clear him from their designated player role so that they can go out and make a splash in the secondary transfer window. So, all right, that's a lot of talking for me. Uh, Jeff, (laughs) MJ, anything on any of those uh, bits of uh, other United news or anything that I missed that you want to add. Well, it's interesting that you say uh, it was brought up on the Apple broadcast, this Reynoso tidbit, because I was watching from home because I was a wuss and I didn't want to be cold. And um, I didn't hear it. Interesting. Like, I watched the whole game. I think it, I, but I believe it was in the first, sometime in the first half or maybe it was at halftime. I can't I was, I was reading. The, I read. I saw. I saw it in the Andy Reed, Andy Greeter, former uh, podcast guest, had a sure, yeah, yeah, in, in the, his article, and he mentioned that the, it was brought up in the podcast, or maybe really? it was maybe it was, maybe it was from Twitter. I saw, it. but yeah, basically, 
it was definitely mentioned on Apple TV last night. My guess is that um, Andy probably had that information, but was trying probably trying to get a secondary source on it. Uh, sure. And then he probably Taylor um, Twelman, uh, you know, not necessarily a, a professionally trained journalist, just went with it, and um, you know, he probably confirmed. So then, you know, probably Greeter probably called him up or texted him and said, "Hey, who's sure. your source?" Got, and then got basically got you know confirmation from his source, and and you know makes and then was able to put it out into the news. So um, sure. not trying no, to cast any versions on. on like I literally thought my ears would have perked up because I have been eager for more Reynoso news, but um, now yeah. I want to rewatch it. That's Do Minneapolis, you? Minnesota born Taylor Twelman. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you want to rewatch that game, Jess. Just. <laughs> well, I mean. Just, just read Greeter's article. The, yeah. Okay. Don't, I, I don't mean, I get, rewatch the game. I guess you don't need it, to listen to Taylor Twelman any more than you have to, and just. Yeah. I guess you could get, get really high if you wanted to, and then and watch it. But you'll probably miss it again anyway. So. True. Um, all right. Well, let's um, let's move on. Uh, we haven't done once a loon in a while. MJ, why don't you give us a. Uh, a former loon to talk about. So, uh, everyone remember Juan Agudelo? I do. Slightly. Former New York Red Bull, former New England Revolution, former Stoke City, but immediately loaned to FC Utrecht in the Netherlands. Uh, Juan Agudelo played for Minnesota United in 2021 and then went on to Birmingham Legion, where he's now with uh, former Minnesota Stars goalkeeper Matt Van Ockel. Uh, former days... Former Dave's I Know guest, Matt Van Ockel. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that pod, you should. Juan Agudelo started at striker in the U.S. Open Cup in late April when Birmingham Legion hosted Chattanooga FC. Birmingham Legion being in the USL championship and Chattanooga FC being in NISA. And so the game ended in a 1-1 draw. And it went to penalty kicks. And Juan Agadello could have been the GOAT, not the greatest of all time, the, the guilty GOAT. He could have been the GOAT. He was the only member of Birmingham Legion to miss his penalty. Oh, no. But Birmingham Legion survives on penalties four to three. So they move on to the next round. Um, and... They will play Memphis 901 FC of the USL League Championship. So they draw draw a fellow USL League Championship. Uh, that's a Division Two side. For those of you not familiar with the American Soccer Pyramid, the ever shifting American Soccer Pyramid. And so, yeah, good luck to to some former Minnesota pro players in Birmingham Legion. Very cool. <clears throat> Very cool. Uh, do you remember how many goals Juan Agudelo scored for Minnesota? Was it just the one he scored zero. Okay, I wasn't sure. Well, he, he maybe scored one in open cup, but MLS is okay. Zero. Okay, I, I I would have to dig on some deeper sites. I so. thought he scored a goal from Minnesota United, like him and Kai Kamara, like all these like former like former uh you know relatively you know well known national team players for their different you know confederations or whatever you know for their different home countries or whatever. And I feel like I thought he scored a goal, but. Um, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, he he played 13 games, and w- according to Wikipedia, which is not accurate, I'm not going to jump on who scored right now, but according to Wikipedia, he has zero goals in all competitions. Okay, fair enough. All right. 
All right, cool. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll preview Minneapolis City uh, and talk a little bit of Minnesota Aurora and preview the upcoming match against Vancouver. We will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to, but we both And we are back, and we have Minneapolis City coming up uh, this week. Their first game of the season. It is in the uh, Minnesota Super Cup tournament. Minneapolis City hosts the MNUFC MLS Next Team. That is the U19 team. Uh, this Friday, May 5th at 6 p.m. at uh, Edor Nelson Field over at Augsburg. Uh, MJ, um, as our resident Minneapolis City expert slash board member, um, what should we expect for Minneapolis City this year? This game specifically, but maybe just generally um, for the team. The big thing that everyone is going to be hyped about is this will be the first time you will see a Carl Craig coach Crows. Carl Craig coach Crows. Say that four times fast. (laughs) And that is what I'm hyped about. And we have some new players. So some new faces to get to know. Some players that Carl Craig wanted. Some two of the better foreign-born players from St. Croix Legends that uh, we we slash Carl Craig was able to woo over to the Minneapolis side of the Twin Cities to play for the Crows. So it will be interesting to see how these pieces fit, fit together before the USL League 2 season starts. This will be a great chance to, to see the Crows. And there are a lot of people that I've been talking with, soccer fans, Crows fans around town that are just they, they can't wait, right? Because it's been so long since we've seen our favorite lower league men's team play. Yeah, they are. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's going to be, a, if, you, if you've been to, if you've gone to Minneapolis City games in the past, it, it's going to look, you're not going to maybe, I mean, it's hard sometimes with these players because, you know, they are college kids. So not, not they, they don't all come back. Um, it kind of really depends on who's coming to the cities. But this is going to be a much different looking roster from last year. I believe uh, only 10 players from the team last year are returning from the USL, like the, mostly the League Two team. Um, and only, what, four or five guys who actually saw regular playing time. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of new faces for Minneapolis City, for Crows fans to to learn, which I think will be great. There is an O'Driscoll on the team because there always needs to be an O'Driscoll on the Minneapolis City roster. Um, that goes without saying. Uh, Eli Goldman, also back. Um, you know, what did you and say then, the first one? Oh, Driscoll. Aiden O'Driscoll. Oh, yeah, Aiden, back. yeah. Aiden's back. Yeah, so you always have to have an O'Driscoll on the team. That yeah. is a, that's a rule, basically. So uh, Rory's playing with, with the doubloons now. Yep, he got, um, yeah, he got, he got the signed by the... Uh, but, yeah, Aiden O'Driscoll, uh, will he be captain again? I don't know. But, like, he's very versatile. He can play in a lot of different positions. And I know we all appreciate someone who can rotate between multiple positions. Uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, there's a couple of, uh, uh, you know, know, Minneapolis city graduate, I I believe four players to the pros, uh, last year, um, including look, you know, a couple of players in the, in the, uh, in the MLS super draft. So, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good problem to have that you're, you're getting players, uh, lots of playing time that they're being seen by, um, you know, 
pro clubs, high clubs higher up the pyramid, and they're they're willing to take a chance on those guys. So it's interesting. It was last year was a tough year for to be a Crows fan. Um, the team was just a little stretched out, you know, stretched a little too thin with playing in three different competitions um, with a, a very large player pool. You didn't really know who was going to be showing up for what, you know, what match um, and, you know, having some of their worst, uh, I think their worst um, results in every single one of the competitions that they were in, which is, you know, not by not how Minneapolis city usually plays. So I think there's some, some very high, very high hopes for the team this year, especially with Carl Craig at the helm. Um, I'm very much looking forward to him um, losing his shit and Matt, Matt, Matt Batman Scotton uh, in the uh, in the bleachers with us, also losing his shit Scotten. and getting yeah, Beth Scotton. Yes, I always I always mess that one up. Um, getting yellow and red cards all over the place. So, so yeah, come hang out with us on uh, Friday. The said Friday, the May fifth at six p.m. Cinco de Mayo. Yep, Cinco de Mayo. Um, yes, if you Thanks. are. Visit a local Mexican immigrant taco joint that day, whether for lunch or pregame, and then come join the citizens. Okay, so yeah, that's Friday, May 5th at 6 p.m. at Edo Nelson Field at Augsburg uh, University, right there off of um, Review and uh, 94. And yes, if you are a season ticket holder to Minneapolis City already, this ticket, your, your card gets you into the game. Uh, if you do not have a ticket yet, I believe the tickets are $10. You can buy them um, online before the game. And I believe you can probably buy them you know, in person at the, person at the door, at the door too. Um, I've not heard, I'm presuming they're going to have food trucks there. Um, the opaque bag policy is always in place. So you can bring your bags in, um, <laughs> you can bring in um, adult beverages, but make sure you are um, pack in, pack out. If you bring it in with you, take it out with you and, um, try to be a little conspicuous with, uh, with your adult beverages, like, you know, try putting them in the Yeti, maybe, um, in the park outside before you come into the, uh, to the field or whatever, you know, just to be you, courteous. Use the can koozie. Use, use can koozies. Um, yeah. Um, water, bottles. Cups, water bottles. Yes. So just, um, just try to be a little, you know, be respectful is basically the, is the long way of, of saying that. So. All right, uh, Minnesota Aurora is very quickly approaching. I believe we have 23 days till their, as we're recording right now, till their first home game. Um, and they have an event uh, this coming Sunday, May 7th. Again, we mentioned this last week, at 1 to 3 p.m. at the Mall of America Rotunda. It is a meet the team. They dropped uh, hints on Twitter today that they're basically revealing a, a, a kit as well. There's be merchandise. Um, I believe we mentioned last week that... Um, all the players, really, all the players that are in town will be there for for this one. Um, so yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> one of these last year at the Mall of America, and I think they like, sold out of kits. It was pretty cool. So um, I didn't get a chance to go to it last year, unfortunately. This year I won't either. My we're celebrating my daughter's birthday on Sunday, um, pretty much right at this time. But um, yeah, if you get a chance to get out there and and check out the new kit, um, take some pictures and and send them and share them with us. So uh, MJ. We have uh, some other Aurora news. I know they put out a couple of tweets about thanking some players and, and talking about assistant coaches. Yeah. So good news for those of the, you that liked what you saw on the pitch tactically last year, all four 2022 coaches are coming back. So we knew that 
head coach Nicole Lukic was signed for, on for another year, but Jenny Clark, Jen Larrick, and goalkeeper fitness coach Cassie Ulrich are also coming back. So the four horsemen of the Aurora Apocalypse, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, the Aurora Quartet, these four coaches are coming back, and I'm excited to hear or see what they do in 2023. Cool. Um, and then uh, they did put out a a note about some of the players who are not returning. So there are a few names that are definitely going to sound familiar to folks. Uh, Rachel Preston, uh, who had the most minutes of the, of, of the season last year, um, not coming back. Morgan Turner, um, who is their top goal scorer. She signed a, a contract um, in Portugal, right? A, a professional right. contract. I think originally the, the hope was she would come back and, and play because it's kind of like their off season, um, but she's not, not going to. Uh, Mayu Inakawa, uh, Song Min Cha um, of the famous Cha 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 chant. Obviously, we knew Sarah Fuller was not coming back. Abby Brantner, Shelby Hopu, Hopo, and Hope Joe Bennett. Hopiao. Hopiao. Uh, and Joe Bennett are also not returning. Um, Mayu Nukawa on that famous playoff game. Oh, right. The slowest run up to a penalty <laughs> kick ever. Um, That's right. It was like a minute and a half run up to, to a penalty kick. Um, I forgot about she, that. Yeah. And Iconic moment for, for Aurora, for sure. She had a rough first game when they subbed her in. I was not impressed. And then as they kept giving her more minutes, you know, this is kind of something that Heath could learn is like, you know, just because someone sucks doesn't mean you don't play them anymore. You like you invest in them and you give them more chances. And she proved herself to be not just a good defensive player on the back line, but a defensive midfielder as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, she proved versatile and scored a goal. So, yeah, and well, I'm sure we'll talk more about Aurora and the the new players that they have coming in because they have some really interesting players. Um, they have some really impressive news, and believe me, uh, I think you know that one particular sort of soccer writer will probably do <laughs> a roster in depth uh, preview of some sort. For when, which is why I said we'll 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 preview it when you drop that pot. Then when you drop that uh, that written piece, so. Um, but yeah, I think I think the expectations for Aurora should be again um, going back to the finals and fucking and win it uh, this time. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to that. So, okay, moving on, we have the Vancouver Whitecaps coming up this Saturday night. Another uh, disturbingly late match, nine thirty Central Time kickoff. Um, they're playing in Vancouver. Uh, so yes, so it, this is another weird one because Minnesota has already played Vancouver. Uh, much like we'd already played Dallas early in the season. So yeah. we're getting our Vancouver matches out of the way, apparently, early um, for whatever um, whatever that's worth. Um, so, yeah, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about the Vancouver lineup. We, I think we pretty much know um, how this – I mean, how the game went last time. Minnesota, you know, they, they grabbed a goal, um, but mid, mid-match uh, and then – try to hang on for for dear life and conceded in the what seventh minute of five minutes of stoppage time or eighth minute of six minutes of stoppage time i can't remember exactly yeah this is the one where they played like 12 minutes of stoppage time or... yes, exactly uh yep exactly so um you know obviously mj is there any, any particular vancouver players that you want to that you want to mention that we should be looking out for again uh center back tristan blackman 
Um, I think he's good. Yeah. Uh, their their fo- center forward, Brian White, has been underwhelming. Uh, they get him the ball, and he likes to not hit the net. <laughs> so, we know that. We know that feeling. Yeah. Um, also, they played Colorado, a team that's not playing very well this year, to a 0-0 draw at home. So uh, we, we know that feeling. Um, <laughs> yes. This 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 will be a good good matchup to try to get on the winning side. We have four straight either draws or losses. We, we haven't had a win in a while. Uh, all four games at home have been three draws and one loss. So let's let's go away. We're playing better away from home this year. Let's go away and try to bounce back and get a win, do a smash and grab up in Vancouver. That'd be nice. Uh, Julian Gressel is obviously another name that people would know, um, former Atlanta United uh, sort of winger that now plays in a sort of hybrid wingback, fullback role for, for Vancouver now. Um, so he he'll be started to right, and then, right um, mid last game, but yes. yeah, 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 he, he, he's, he's kind of really wing back he's kind of all over the pitch. Um, but then uh, Simon Becker, who um, is the guy who remember the, the he's the kid who scored the goal against us uh, back when we played yes. Vancouver here, and uh, he's you know he's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's been very uh, lethal with the minutes that he's played. So um, definitely keep an eye out for him when he comes on to the pitch. So. Um, one one Sebastian Burhalter who will remain <laughs> on the bench, but yes. maybe sub in. Very much rooted onto the bench. That's right, that's so, a name I seem to remember from playing them before. Yeah, he also played for Columbus last year, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Or no, he was down in um, he was down in Austin. He was playing for uh, Josh Wolf. Um, Claudio Reyna uh, running that team. Um, so yeah, not weird at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, mj and so, on for days right there MJ, yeah, exactly exactly US um, all right Confederation, so mj and on content for days right there how do you think this game goes who wins uh or is it gonna be a draw and uh yeah so mj once you uh once you start for us one one draw all right jess what you got um i'm gonna go two one loons two one loons uh all right. Well, I think I, you know, uh, let's go one nothing loons. We're decidedly positive this week, which is I don't know why we are, but I don't know why we are. I, I'm trying to be more of a positive Pete and less of a negative Nathan. That's very good, MJ. Very, very good. So I'm trying. Right. Um, you know, in addition to uh, you know, men's European soccer happening, there was um uh, some women's European soccer happening. Uh, semifinals for the Champions League last week, and then today, as a matter of fact, earlier earlier this morning here in um, American time, um, what happened uh, the Champions League, MJ? So last week, Barcelona drew Chelsea one one in the second leg. But good thing when they went up to Sanford Bridge in London, they beat Chelsea one nothing away, and so they move on to the finals. Go. Barcelona, and then again in similar fashion, Wolfsburg drew Arsenal in Wolfsburg uh, two to two, and then went up to London and played well. 
they were ahead at 1.2 to 1, and Arsenal had a great second-half goal to level it 2-2. It went to extra time. And at the death of extra time, an, an amazing header off of a corner kick, uh, Wolfsburg gets a goal in the 119th minute. Damn. And uh, they move on. They will. It'll be Barcelona versus Wolfsburg in Philips Stadium in Eindhoven, Netherlands. Saturday, June 3rd, it is 9 a.m. Early 9 a.m. game in Central Daylight Time. Hopefully, Blackheart will be open. It should be a great game and very entertaining. Yep, I'm sure it will be. Um, <clears throat> also, I'll point out that the match at uh, at Arsenal at the Emirates um, was the highest attended uh, a record for the highest attended uh, women's soccer match in uh, England in England England English history. And it beat, it beat out an FA Cup match from a couple years ago, pretty substantially, I think by like 15 or 20,000 uh, people. So the second leg today, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, so it was, it was like over 60,000 yeah. people. Yeah, but it was like so, 62. Or I think, I think, I believe the. For, for women's soccer. Yeah. And I believe or, the, the previous uh, record was like 45,000 or something. And that was an, an FA Cup final, I think, between. Manchester United and Chelsea and the, on the women's side. So really cool. Um, I, we obviously know we can get some big, big numbers here for women's soccer in the U S um, it's really great to see it happening over in Europe as well. And that Wolfsburg uh, Barcelona final should be really good. Um, those are two perennial Well, Wolfsburg has perennially been a, a very good team. Barcelona really in the last sort of three or four years has really come on and just, and dominated in Spain. So um, that should be a hell of a, hell of a final. I believe Barcelona is the returning champion. They they won last year. Yep, I believe you're right. So and uh, Wolfsburg has actually won this tournament three times before. Yep. In in when they had a maybe a little bit more dominant roster, but what's weird for me is to see more parity in the European women's game. We we do not have a Bayern Munich in the final. We do not have an Arsenal or Chelsea or Man City in the final. We do not have a. a Paris Saint-Germain or a uh, Olympic Lyonnais in the final. All teams that have met the finals in this competition before or have at least been very dominant in this competition. And so to see teams get better, compete well in this tournament year after year, it's great for women's soccer. Yeah. Um, And speaking of Arsenal shitting the bed, I believe this is like the – of the eight times they've been in the semifinals of this of this tournament, they've only they've only advanced one time. I think this is like their seventh of their most eight recent something like that. I, I saw a stat on somewhere today on on said the Elon Musk death spiral machine. Um, so yeah, so cool. All right, well yeah, so June third, check that out. Um, I'm sure the Blackheart will be open for it. So um, we'll make sure to remind Wes about that as we get closer to closer to the date. Anything else, guys, or uh, are we should can we wrap this one up? Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, thanks everybody for listening to the podcast. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get it. Um, the Dave's I know We had a new person sign up for the for the Substack, um, which I haven't I haven't posted anything or written anything in God. It was I want to say it's been at least <laughs> at least eight months or something like that. So. Maybe I should get back on that on that writing. Yeah. That writing. Talk about you, should, uh, you should give me keys to that account, and I can write stuff when you can't. 
Well, you know, if you, I, I can, we can, we can figure that out. I might be able to no. do that. Or, Thank you all listeners. And or we can pry them from orders. your cold dead hands. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, please. I, I'm guessing all three of us are going to be at the Minneapolis city game on Friday. So yeah. um, I think I'm, I'm planning on bringing Ragnar. So if you want to come yeah. meet him and play soccer with him, I'm sure he would love that. So I would um, love we'll, that. Be at the, we'll be at the, the, the uh, meetup before. What time does the citizens normally meet? Is it five? Is it an hour before the game MJ or four thirty-five? 430. In, so yeah, so the park's right park. next to right next to the soccer field. Um there's uh, a little, there's a couple tables, a grill. Um that's where the Minneapolis citizens meet up beforehand. Um hang out there. Um please keep an eye on the Minneapolis Citizens Twitter account. If you just follow Minneapolis City SC, um also please follow the citizens because we may change up our pregame routine uh in honor of Cinco de Mayo. Mm. So the there is a call out on Twitter if there are better ways than you know grilling brats and burgers at Murphy Square Park if we should be doing other sorts of activities or again if you know of a good uh, business close by in the Cedar Riverside area that we should give business to pregame you know let us know. Cool. So yeah, um, so it's mini. It's I think it's MPLS Citizens on Twitter if you want to correct if you want to check that out. So give those guys a follow and. Um, come hang out with us and yeah, come, come to the game on Saturday um, or sorry, Friday um, cheer on the crows against the loons. And uh, yeah, always, you can always reach out uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. Um, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui and Jess is at Jessica one, four, four, zero, eight, three, nine, two. We've been the Dave's, you know, this is the Dave's. I know. To try and work it out Cause we both know We can't do nothing at all Long as you do yours land here become feet con Yeah uh, we, we do yeah. our thing son Through the act we attract two hope to reach one uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing Do it some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. I, 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 I,